I want you to lean into wherever you are right now. Whether you're playing your best softball right now or you're not, lean into that and try to like understand why that's happening. Why are you crushing it right now? Okay, well, I just practiced four times this week. I met with my hitting coach. I worked really hard at home. I journaled after every session, like whatever. Understand why you're doing well. And then same thing with maybe the not so great. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agle. Uh, Yeah, you may hear that my nose right now is a little stuffed. Yep, just one of those weeks, fighting a little something, but so excited to bring you, crazy enough, our last episode of season two. I know I kind of sprung this upon you, but the whole idea behind it is just the fact that my team and personally me need a little bit of time off, and it's been a really long year of podcasting. It's just been a long season. It's been a long week because Academy doors are open and we are filling our roster spots. So in order to serve our people inside Academy the best that we can, we decided a month off from podcasting is exactly what the doctor ordered. It also gives me some time to interview some new guests that I plan to have on the show. My dad is already itching to be back on the show. So this entire month is going to be prepping so we can make season three even better better than season two and season one, which I know is so hard to do. This is why you're still here with me. So welcome back. This is going to be a great episode. I'm excited to give you a little sneak peek into one of our weekly workshops inside Academy. So if you don't know, my Virtual Hitting Academy members, we all meet together once a week for live coaching. Once a month, a special guest coach will be in with us, but this is actually a coaching that I did with athletes working on our mental game and really leaning into where we are right now. So a lot of athletes, we don't give ourselves enough grace and we're very, very hard on ourselves, which to an extent is a good thing, but sometimes can be really detrimental on our mental game. So we talk about this, especially how to come back after a really tough weekend so we can kind of nitpick and see what we did wrong and kind of do something about it. And we kind of just talk about you know, looking at this as perspective, like one bad week, one bad month, it's not going to affect you. And I just want to help your athlete kind of get back in the zone after maybe a tough go about in softball. So that's what we'll be talking about today. And before we do that, like I said before, Virtual Hitting Academy doors are open only until Friday. So Friday is July 8th, for those of you who are listening the day of or close to it. If you're tuning in a little later than July 8th, don't worry, doors will open back up again in January of 2023. But if you're here in time, you are just in time for a little discount code that I'm giving all my podcast members to just 
get a little bit off of the Virtual Hitting Academy if you're on the fence of whether you want, want to join or not. The code for you to be able to get $15 off the Virtual Hitting Academy is PODCAST15. And you can apply that at checkout at www.ashleybtraining.com. And if you don't really know what Virtual Hitting Academy is all about, don't worry. I'm going to make sure in this episode you have access to learn a little bit more about it from live coaching with me, which is weekly, some hitting drills that you can find inside of the vault. And also what I really love about Academy is the community. It is a bunch of athletes that they get to know each other in these six months. They get to grow together in these six months. They get to learn and celebrate each other. And it's just a community of just athletes who want more for themselves and they're around other inspiring athletes that are doing the same. So I love it. I love being a mentor to these young athletes. And if you're interested in it, go ahead, go to www.ashleybtraining.com and you can use the code podcast 15 at checkout for $15 off the virtual hitting Academy for these next six months. I'm very excited. Bunch of kids are already enrolled from all over the country, from Tennessee to Florida to Minnesota, brand new state right there. But I'm so, so, so excited to get into this. All right, let's head into this episode called lean into where you are. As you can see, I get so fired up about these types of topics, especially the ones where athletes kind of beat themselves up and really how to get ourselves out of it. I have re-listened to this many times and I will probably be re-listening to this just for myself. It's so interesting how sometimes we're in this fog where we don't know how to get out, but simply just looking at the roadmap, looking at what this is teaching us is sometimes putting us into a better perspective. All right, like I said at the beginning, this is the last episode of season two. So glad you were here to listen. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And like I said, this is time for just my team and I to get take a little time off. We don't exactly do that enough, which is on me. So I'm excited to prep for some more interviews, get my dad back on the show. And this is a perfect time for you to catch up on any episodes you may not have listened to yet in season two. My dad made his debut. My husband made his debut talking about golf. Um, loved Kevin DeShazo's episode on leadership, Team USA player Amanda Lorenz, who ironically just hit two home runs last night against Japan and Australia. She was on talking about how to become a confident hitter. There's just so many episodes that if you haven't found time to listen to them, I would greatly appreciate you just going back and listening. And if you feel like writing a review, the more of those we get, the more people that get to listen. So just entirely grateful to have you here. And don't worry, we will be back on August 3rd, which is a Wednesday. And we will be rocking and rolling into season three. And I cannot wait to share with you who we plan to have on. Some of the biggest interviews are yet to come. So thank you for being here. I'm excited to see you guys again on August 3rd. And don't worry, I'll still be around on social media. So come hang out with me there. Don't forget to stay humble, stay awkward, keep smiling, and keep working hard on those big goals of yours. All right. See you later. Raise your hand right now. If you did something good for your team this past weekend playing, raise your hand. Sam, you better raise that hand because you said you did good defensively. Oh, I think she's paused. That's why. (laughs) That's why we can't see her. All right. Everybody did. Okay. You put your hands down. Everybody did at least one good thing for their team this weekend. Great. Now write in the chat box what that was. And you can't say the things that you already said. Actually, Kinsey can, because she was very specific on our line drives to the outfield. You can, 
but write down one specific thing that you did well for your team this weekend. That could be defensively, that could be offensively, that could just be your energy, being a good teammate, your mindset was good, you made an adjustment, like whatever it was, how did you help your team this weekend? I'm looking at the chat box now. You guys are just taking your time to write it. That means you probably have a lot of good things to say. I love it. Reese, I got a good hit to start the inning. Innings hitting rally. Yes. Let's celebrate the person who started the rally. Let's celebrate that because that person is responsible for all the energy and the momentum of all of the great hits after. And you started that. That's not an easy position to be in because who knows your team might've been, and you know, but I don't, was your team in a position Reese where like things weren't really going well for a while and you needed something like a spark to like get your team going. Yeah. Yes. So Reese, you were the spark in that game. Snaps to Reese at a girl. That's awesome. Cool. We need to celebrate that more. We need to celebrate the, the rally starters. Love it. Good. That's why also disclaimer. I don't think I use the word disclaimer correctly, but I'm going to say it anyway. Even if you weren't the one to start the spark, understand that the person who did start the spark needs to be praised for it. Like, let's say you guys have an inning where five hitters go in a row and like, boom, 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 a bunch of hits. Maybe you get to 10 people, whatever. That first person who started the rally deserves some praise. So be that person that goes out of your way to go praise the person who started the rally. Because without that person, you may have not gotten your hit later on in the rally. Does that make sense? Go praise that person. Today, we're talking about celebrating yourselves, but we're also talking about how we can celebrate other people too. Perfect. Reese, way to start this off. I love this. All right, Kinsey. When I was catching, I threw down to bases and I got the out. Good. Was it second base? You threw to second and got the out? Um, it was mostly third. You threw to third. Was she stealing second or was she leading off a lot? So what? these girls kept on just running the third, so I just popped up and threw it to third to get the out. Yes. So you noticed earlier in the game, these girls were running from second to third, and you're like, uh-uh, not on my watch. You learned from the earlier part of the game, and you got that girl out. That deserves to be celebrated. Snaps for Kenzie. Way to go, Kenz. Good. You learned from the at-bats before. You learned from those runners before, and you made an adjustment. You got her out. Good job. That's amazing. Let's celebrate these things. All right. Sam said, my mindset was good throughout the week. Even though I was in a hitting slump, I tried to stay positive and do well in the outfield. Mm. I love this one. Here's why I love this one, Sam. Because we talked about this before we started recording, but how you do on one side of the game doesn't matter compared to the other. So what I mean by that is if you're not doing well offensively, you took that and you were like, well, you know what? I can still do well on defense. So here we go. Forget the offense. Let's go on defense and show them what I'm made of. So you didn't let your not so great performance offensively dictate your defensive performance. And that deserves to be praised. Snaps for Sam. That deserves to be praised because a lot of people, what they do is they take the negativity of, let's say, the strikeout, and they let that dictate how they play defensively, and all of a sudden, they're bad on both sides of the ball. So I think that's a really, really good thing that you can take away, Sam, and that's good that you thought about that 
that, you know, maybe you didn't play or hit your best this weekend, but who cares? Like, it's okay. The fact that you backed up your pitcher on defense was probably enough for your team. And you said earlier, you won the championship, right? Your team wouldn't have won the championship without you doing what you did on defense. So I'm here to let y'all know that you're not always going to be perfect offensively. You're always going to be perfect defensively. But you still can do things to help your team win. All right? You can still show up on the other side of the ball and do your thing. All right? Sam, I'm sure we have a one-on-one virtual this week and we can we can talk about, you know, how we can shift that mindset of maybe not doing so hot this past weekend and how we can learn from it. I'd love to work on that more one-on-one with you, but I'm very, very proud of you for being able to do well on the other side of the ball and help your team win a championship because you may not feel like you helped your team win the championship, but sometimes you have to hear it from somebody else because you did. Now, as athletes, raise your hand if this is you. Don't raise it yet. Don't raise it yet. Raise your hand if this is you. You are your biggest critic. Raise your hand if you think you're you're your biggest critic. Beautiful. Okay, everybody raise their hands. Same. So I'm going to reshare the story that I guys I told you guys at the beginning. Literally, my game day, which compares to you because guess what? I don't get to play anymore and I'm honestly super jealous that you guys do, okay? My version of game day looks like this. It looks like podcast interviews with top guests like Kat Osterman, spoiler alert, she's on the podcast, Monica Abbott, JT Gasso, Sue Inquist, like multiple national champion at UCLA, okay? Big wigs. My game day is are those interviews. My game days are getting to do lessons, like getting to do lessons with my athletes or even like another caliber of like where nerves start to happen when I do clinics or camps. Like I went to Nebraska and did a two-day camp and yeah, I was nervous beforehand. So that actually reminds me a lot of games, all right? So those are my version of game days. And I interviewed Kat Osterman last week. No, it was two weeks ago, two weeks ago. It was literally the day before she left for Tokyo. And I kid you not, I prepared the heck out of that interview. I had 50 questions I wanted to ask. I knew I wasn't going to get to all the questions, but I really wanted to talk about certain things. And right after the interview, I was like, wow, I feel good about this. Like, that was so fun. And then the next two or three days, I was literally in my head going, but I, I should have asked her this question. I didn't even ask her about this, blah, blah, blah. Like I was literally just nitpicking that quote unquote performance to pieces. And for an entire day, like, I think it was either Sunday or Monday. I was like, I suck. I am the worst interviewer. I literally said that to myself. Reese is like looking like this. Like you said that to yourself? Yes. Like 100%. I did. I said that to myself. And then this morning I was doing some editing because their podcast is going up this week. And I was like, what were you saying? Like, you were so good in this interview. What what on earth? So I just want want you guys to know that it's okay to kind of feel that way sometimes. But I think what happens with us is we don't celebrate the good things enough to where we put the emphasis or the exclamation point on the things that aren't that good. And therefore, it affects our mental state. I told you I had a whole day where I just felt worthless. 
because of that one interview. Now I've done multiple interviews now to where like, I know my expectations and yeah, I felt, I felt like I fell short, but again, I'm now sitting today. Like, what were you thinking, Ashley? I bet you, you can look at some of your performances that you've had and say to yourself, okay, I wasn't as bad as I thought. I didn't do as bad as I thought. I want you to think of one scenario where you like beat yourself up, not physically, but mentally. Maybe it was after a strikeout. Maybe it was after a game where you were the final out of the game and your team lost and you felt like it was all on your shoulders. Can you believe we're almost halfway through the year already? I can't either. But the only reason why I have to know this is because every six months I launch doors opening again for the Virtual Hitting Academy. So if your athlete either wants to get stronger mentally, physically, or both in the box and beyond, this might be exactly what she needs. So in order to get a whole lot of information about Virtual Hitting Academy, I'm gonna recommend that you dive into the newsletter that we send every single week. If you join the newsletter, you're offered a little bit of a discount on the Virtual Hitting Academy and also all the insights of things that you need to know, guest speakers that we plan to bring. This past six months have included Sue Inquist, Natasha Watley, Chris Vasami, Kendall Burton, all huge names inside the game of baseball and softball. I'm very excited to announce some new speakers coming in to talk to all of Academy members as well. So if you'd like to join the newsletter so you get more access to things inside the Virtual Hitting Academy, go to www.ashleybtraining.com and I'll see you on the inside. Doors only open two times a year and the next opening will be the first week of July. So go ahead, sign up for our newsletter and I'll see you soon. All right, let's head back to this episode. Did anybody watch the World Cup of Soccer yesterday? France versus England. Okay. Nobody, okay. Nobody watched it, but let me tell you that game, I think it was one-to-one and you can't tie obviously for the title. So they went into penalty kicks and I don't know how much you know about soccer, but I think I don't even know that much about soccer to be honest, but they had penalty kicks and they're like, literally, if you make the penalty and the other team doesn't like you're up by one. And then like, it was back and forth, like England I think was up in penalty kicks because the other team had like, or it was Italy who had missed a penalty. And then all of a sudden England missed and it literally came down to the final penalty kick and a 16 year old playing at the world cup. Okay. These are the best players in the world. And this kid for England was 16 years old. By the way, that's super young compared to these like 30 year olds that are just like incredibly good at soccer. He missed his penalty kick and they lost and Italy ended up winning because he missed it. I cried for this kid. I kid, like, I am getting emotional talking about it because this poor kid who's 16 years old was in a situation where it was literally like, you're going to win the entire World Cup or you're going to lose it. You don't win second place. Like, you lose the first place to get second, right? And I guarantee you that kid right now feels like he lost that entire game for his team. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you feel like you lost the entire game for your team? Yeah. To me, that's probably poor strategy, putting the 16-year-old last. He's really good. Like, he's very good. But, like, that type of pressure for a 16-year-old? Now, 
here's here's what the 16 i don't even know what's saying here's what he can do about the situation he can either feel bad about himself the entire next season and play subpar to where his potential is because he lost the last game and and he's still living in the past or he can take a few days or even a week sulk about it feel bad because i think everybody just everybody needs to sometimes feel bad right in order to get out of it take a few days feel not so great about it but then literally look at it as that will never happen again because i've gotten through this i am now a stronger athlete i am now a stronger soccer player because that had happened which one would you rather take scenario one or scenario two two right it's a lot easier to say than do though isn't it because here's the deal that kid's up against whatever team in the title game by the way this is every four years they play in this tournament so you have to wait four years before he has that opportunity again all right they still play in like their professional seasons like they still have those but like for to represent your country that thing's an every four-year thing now this one this kid is going to be 16 17 18 19, 20 years old when he's probably competing again because he's that good he's probably going to represent england again but do you think he's going to go at this because he's a professional athlete? You think he's going to go at it the first way or the second way? The first way being he's going to, he's going to, his whole play the next four years is going to be awful because of that. Or he's going to step into his potential and realize he is now a stronger athlete and live into that and lean into it. I would hope number two as well. I would hope number two, but we don't know that kid, right? Right now, he's probably, this is the worst day of his life, right? But I hope that he goes for number two. And I hope that when you have a situation, obviously not that extreme (laughs) because we don't exactly have that opportunity unless it's like the Olympics, but y'all are too young to play in the Olympics right now. But that's how we got to think about this. You can either lean into and own the fact that yes, you were the one who got the last out in that game. Or yes, you were the one who had the error, which made that girl score. You can own it, know that that was you, and take it and go, well, that's not truly what I'm capable of, and lean into it, and then show them what you're capable of. You can do this. You physically can, if you set your mind to it, okay? Now, throughout this entire talk, everybody's been going, like, yes, that's me, or, oh my gosh, it's like, you're, you, you say that you suck sometimes? Yeah, I do, because I'm human, I know I meet with you guys every single week, but like, if I'm not sharing these things, then what am I doing? (laughs) You know, but yeah, there are days that I say that I suck, but everybody has those. Like, that's just how humans think. Those people that are competing at the the college world series or in the Olympics, like those athletes are also saying that too. But if your worst day is better than the second person's best day, then you're fine. Okay. That's why we train as hard as we do. That's why we work as hard as we do. That's why we need to celebrate the little things that we can control. All right. You guys have so much to be proud of. You guys are almost done with your summer seasons already. Hate to break it to you, but you guys have competed all summer, all spring and summer. I need you to spend 60 seconds right now writing down all of the things that you have done this year so far that you are proud of yourself for doing. Ready, set, go.
It's been a long year. I'm going to have you keep going. I'm going to add more, more seconds to this. You just keep going. Let your pencil keep flowing. And honestly, if you need more time, you can, you can keep adding to this later. I'm going to give you 15 more seconds. Good, finish up your last one. All right, how good does it feel to have just written down all the things that you, you've done so well so far this year? How good does it feel? I'm getting some thumbs up. I love it. It should feel good. Now, I feel like this practice is probably best for Sam right now because she went into this conversation saying, eh, it wasn't that great of a weekend, but they still won the championship. Sounds like you just need to celebrate some of the things you've already done to uplift your spirits and help you realize that weekends like this are allowed. Weekends where you don't perform offensively are allowed. Same thing with defensively. But if you look at every performance of a, you know, end of the world, then I don't know if you'll have a great weekend next weekend. But if we talk about the things that we've done great, and we go over the things that we want to improve from this past weekend, we're going to feel a lot better stepping into our next tournament. All right. Feels good to write that stuff down. I don't think I do this practice enough. Honestly, we're going to finish this conversation and I'm probably going to whip out my notebook and write down all the things that I've done well, because last week I'm here. I'm just like sharing the whole world with you last week. I didn't have a great week because I did not realize how far I've come in the past year. I was so harsh to myself last, last week, just about because one little thing got to me and maybe it's because of all the wedding planning and I just bought a house and there's just like all these other things happening to where I forgot where I've come. I forgot how far I've come. I forgot that I've worked really, really hard to get here and I'm allowed to have moments where I grieve or where I don't feel like I've, I've done enough. But I'm telling you the practice that you just did is literally the roadmap to start feeling good again if you ever need it. Some of you may feel like you're on top of the world right now. And this practice was great, but like you didn't feel like it really hit you as hard as it could someone else. But realize that we all go through different seasons of life, of our careers. We're, we all have super high moments and we all have super low net moments. But if we live in the super higher, we live in the super low, we are living in emotion rather than living in our potential, which is like the middle. We want to meet ourselves in the middle. We want to celebrate the good and we want to get ourselves out of the bad. But remember, before the good happened, you had to do things prior to that to make something good happen. Okay. In order to have that four for four game or that weekend that you just crushed it, in order to have that, it didn't just happen. Tinkerbell didn't just put fairy dust on you. You prepared. You journaled. You do whatever you do prior, but you prepared. You put in the work prior to that. And that's why you got your incredible weekend. So this goes along with what I wanted to talk about next was like leaning in to where you are. 
All right. So for that kid that lost that game in the world championships of soccer, do you think he needs to just go practice tomorrow or today? Or do you think he needs to just take some time for himself for a second? What do you think? Second one, take some time for himself. Yes. Because he can't just go back and pretend like it didn't happen because it did. All right. And he's got to lean into that. He's got to rediscover himself. He's got to, he's got to get himself out of it. And sometimes that means stepping away from practicing and playing to realize where he is. So then he can find his motivation to get back to practicing and get back to his team and get back to winning in four years. I know it's a long time, but it's just life. All right. Now think about the team that won that game, Italy. Do you think they should just go back to practice today or should they lean into celebrating and like embracing the moment and enjoying themselves and each other? Yes. Number two, again, they can't just go back and pretend like it didn't happen. They will at some point because they need to do what they did last year in order to, or the past four years in order to do and win the championship they won this year. But they also, they need to lean into the good. They need to lean into that celebration. So that's what I'm going to challenge you guys with this week is I want you to lean into wherever you are right now, whether you're playing your best softball right now or you're not lean into that and try to like understand why that's happening. Why are you crushing it right now? Okay. Well, I just practiced four times this week. I met with my hitting coach. I worked really hard at home. I journaled after every session, like whatever, understand why you're doing well. And then same thing with maybe the not so great. Try to pinpoint why you're not doing that well. Because if we just try to move on and pretend like it didn't happen, we will not grow from this. Okay? Lean into where you are. That might be like the quote of the day. Lean into where you are. If you're not doing great offensively or defensively, why are you not doing that great? Is it your mental game? Is it your physical game? And yes, you have coaches and parents that can help you answer this question. And that's the fun part about it. We have people around us that can help us get out of it. But understanding why will unlock your keys to the kingdom. Okay? I can help you with this. You guys are all members of Smash Tribe. We can we can literally book a call and get to the bottom of it. But there's a bunch of us on this call right now, so we can't lean into everybody. But if you want, you know, a virtual one-on-one where we just talk and we just dig deep into where we are and how we can either grow from the good or grow from the bad wherever you are we can help get you can we, i can help get you out of it it's basically what i'm saying but use the people around you to help you as well lean into it <laughs>